Under five minutes left to go in the half. Perez takes the snap. Good protection. Steps up in the pocket. He's got Badet wide open. Now look. Look. I'm not going to keep talking about this lineman play. I can't keep talking about the line play. Look at how much time he had in the pocket. Then he had the ability to step up and look at the placement after. It reminds me of Tim Tebow was on the goal line doing that shot pass that he usually does. But look at the placement. Look at the ball placement. Got just enough air under it. Not leading them, not overthrowing them. These quarterbacks can play. Under five minutes left to go in the half. Perez. Now, right here, you can't let that back hold you up like that if you are a superior edge rusher. You can't. You just can't let him hold you up like that. That's just something you just can't do. Come on now. Come on. Takes the snap. Good protection. Steps up in the pocket. He's got Badet wide open. Touchdown. Go up by nine. But they're not done yet because they make it a two-score game as Perez finds his ball placement. Look at the ball. I'm not just saying that. Look at all this room. All in the pocket. But look at the ball placement. You can't tell me that these players are bums. You just can't tell me that. Up in the ball pocket. Placement. He's got Badette wide open. Touchdown. Go up by nine, but they're not done yet because they make it a two-score game as Perez finds his man in the back. I ain't going to say it again. I ain't going to say it again. Shout out to my co-host. Because as I tell him constantly, it's ball placement. We're going to bring you sports back to you. We're going to bring the XFL. We're going to bring it to you. But watch the ball placement. These bums on the edge that can't rush the passer is just the only thing wrong with the NXFL is the interior alignment. But it's ball placement when it's coming to receivers. Just like when I tell Khalil, I'm going to get us the money. I'm going to get us the money. I'm going to put it on the ball. Ball placement. Back of the end zone, they lead 14 to 3. Keep in mind, in the XFL, you only need one foot in bounds for it to be ruled a catch. The vigorous oral sex is on the hunt, whether it's Cunnilingus fellatio. Now, I can't say nothing about that. Good shit. Or now, analingus, they're in your ass. I came looking for man's butt. Fourth and one from the Renegades, but it appears they're participating in the Frank Costanza challenge, cuz. 
I stopped short. 33-yard attempt for the violent fellatios. Kick through the upright, and it's good. 21-6 to is the lead. Seattle would look to do the same on a 40-yard attempt, but that kick was hooking so far to the left, it landed in the USFL parking lot. Next Arlington Drive. Who knew the Renegades were cooking up apples? Turnovers! Pass intercepted by As the Renegades fail to put together any form of offense. Six seconds left to go in the first half. The Brahmas try a 34-yard field goal, but it's sailing wide to the right. No good. The Survivors are from 48 yards out. Sail wide to the left. That's no good. See, this is why they want to get rid of kicking. I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> I'm, me and Pat McAfee are probably the few people that actually wants to see them kick. But you can't keep letting the games be decided on kicks. Now, I understand that kicking, when did kicking become such a hard task nowadays? When? I really don't remember kicking being this bad. Like, is it because of field conditions? Is it because of training during the season that players aren't really taking it serious? When did kicking become such a lost art? Is it because of global warming, the weather? When did climate change? When did kicking become so hard? Now, the spots are limited. Not everybody can be a great kicker. But the, for the ones that dedicated their whole sports career from playing soccer and football and being the kicker for the team, when did, from you getting that scholarship to you getting paid to kick, when did it become so hard for you? Because some of the greatest kickers we ever seen were in their late 30s, early 40s. They've kicked for a long time. You see young guys. Is it because of the partying? You partying with the football team, but you're the kicker? But the team respects you because they know kicking is important. So you're doing all the partying, but not being at practice for the same time. When did kicking become so difficult? Man. These kickers suck. Into the second half we go. Here come the violent fellatios. Pass intercepted by the Guardians. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> Bruce. The Renegades participating in the turnover bonanza. It's formal. But do you see the passion? I wish y'all to look closely. Do y'all see the passion from these players when they make a play, when they're about to make the play, how they supporting their teams in the game? Do you see the passion? That's why I can appreciate the XFL because they're not coming up there and think this is some charity gift, that this is something that they don't really care about. They're passionate. That's what's going to take the XFL to the next level. It's being passionate. Show that you care about something. Be passionate. 
on the play, scooped up by the Vipers. They take the football away again. The football reject Paxton Lynch can't seem to do anything out there. Sea Dragons on the move, hand off to Brendan Knox. Couple blockers out in front, but the defenders can't seem to lock onto his character. Goes into the end zone for the score, and they extend their lead. And after a penalty, Seattle would go for the rare three-point conversion. Now from the five, into the end zone for the score. They lead by ten. Oh, baby, a trip. See, that boy Tamu is something serious. He is. The three-point conversion is probably the best shot of actually achieving. Now, hear me out. I guess the one point and the two points are a little closer. But when you're at the three-point, you have a little more wiggle room. And what's wrong with kicking the ball? Did they just completely get rid of kicking for an extra point? I get it. It makes it look more thrilling, like you're taking kicking out the ball. And most people, you when they kick the ball, they just hey, let's um, let's go get a snack right now. We losing viewership. It's more exciting when it's a three point, two point, keeping the offense on the field. Okay, you don't want kicking to be one point. All right. Let it be a, like a five or six point by the 40 or 50-yard line. Give us that at least. A 50-yard kick, five-point conversion. Give us that. Don't just completely take – just make it harder. As we can obviously tell, the kickers can't kick anymore, so it don't like, and it's not looking like it matters anymore. So give us that. Let don't take kicking out of the game. Don't take kicking out of the game. Oh! Second and 14 for Luis Perez. Play action fake. Got a man. But he plays for the other team. And the Arlington Renegades are headed to McDonald's. Can I get a McPick six? I love the passion. That's one thing I'm gonna keep talking about the XFL that these players they want to be there. No one's forcing them. No one's belittling them. You see the support from the other players in the other league. The XFL is a new wave. And I love it. All it's all it's gonna take for you, Dwayne, is consistency. Consistency, 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 Dwayne. They back in this game and this bitch. But much to their chagrin, much like other teams out in Texas, they would fail to convert on the two-point conversion. Constantly. Like I try to tell you, I don't know what it is about running on these conversions. It's just not going to happen. Bring kicking. Make it harder. 5.50 yards, 4.50 yards, so it can be even, something. But just bring an option of kicking. Because they just constantly going to miss out on points trying to get it on these one- and two-point conversions. Like, it's just going to be a waste of time. It is.
conversion. San Antonio still desperately trying to add additional points. Finally convert on a field goal. They lead 6-3. to three. Just when you thought the Vipers would stop choking on a great handoff, it appears that they're still uh, 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 coughing up the ball and choking away the game. Arlington's defense is something I can appreciate. Why can I appreciate it? It's just effort. The Renegades is just, just giving effort. I know this is the first week and all, but they just giving effort. And that's all you can actually care for. It's effort. Fumble on the play, scooped up by the Renegades. They've got all the momentum, and it's recovered and returned to the 39. Is that a lemon on the field? Don't be a lemon. Be a rose bar. Well, what do I tell the doctor? Tell him to suck a lemon. <laughs> Don't you get it, Springfield? It's over. You lose. Now, if you'll excuse me, all this talk has made me hungry. Don't be a lemon. Be a rose bar. You want to become an official member at Hold My Nuggets Incorporated? Head over to chiseledadonnashop.com and grab your merch. Stock is flying off the shelves. Get it before it's gone. Grab a hat. Let the people know your affiliation. AJ McCarron on third and 10. Ah! 32 yard. AJ, dog. You wasn't that athletic in college. But you're probably the only quarterback that I see actually starting that may needs to hang it up. May needs to think about going into coaching. Because there is no way that I've constantly talked on this show today about the lineman pressure. I've constantly talked about it. And you mean to tell me that you aren't able to make any plays for your team. Now, I know y'all are currently winning and all that, but I'm saying, though, like, it should not be that hard for you to move around in the pocket of talent that isn't there yet. This is the beginning stages of the XFL. The trenches isn't – wait till next year when players be like, oh, I'm not going to wait to give up that hope to maybe I can be on a practice squad in the NFL. No, I'm just going to take my talents to the XFL because I see the movement. I can start there make a name for myself. It's just going to get even harder. And are you willing to take that beat and take that pain just because – you want to feel like you're playing again? It's not going to end well for you. Field goal for Arlington. It's through the uprights and it's good two-point game. The Dragons lead by 10, but please explain to me why they threw it straight to the defender. He's headed to McDonald's. Look at the passion. Look at it. Now, just by a, just by a visual standpoint, DC defenders, if you actually look at their talent, they look like the most in shape team. <laughs> if we're being honest, if we're being honest, the DC defenders look like the most in shape team week one. Their players look like 
they've training and they actually eat healthy. They wasn't sitting at home. They looked like they probably was on the practice squad. They was probably second or third team that may have got cut. And they said, let me take my talents over to the XFL. And the XFL, DC defenders, they actually put together a great team. They put together a pretty good team. Watch out. Week one. I know it's only week one, but I, I like what I see from the DC defenders. Like, they look like the only team that's in shape. Like, it's simple as that. Watch out for the DC defenders, dog. The fuck was that pass in this bitch? Touchdown defenders. Then DC would take out their Uno cards and give Seattle two for their mistakes. We've got a two-point game. The Vipers forced a punt. Yo, master, look out. Excuse me, bitch. Run, Forrest, run. Uh-oh. Oh, they spotted me. They spotted me. Just when they thought they could get away with a fast one, it appears they're still participating in the Frank Costanza challenge. Mm, I stopped short. The vigorous fellatios on the move with five minutes left to go in the third, but they're fucking themselves as the pass is intercepted by the Guardians once more. The football castaway continues to do what he does best. Cook up apple turnovers, pass ricocheted and intercepted by the violent fellatios once more. And they're headed to McDonald's. Can I get a McDixit? Paxton Lynch sucks in this bitch. See, don't disrespect Paxton, bro. But I never understood what was the hype about Paxton Lynch. I just never understood why certain players got that opportunity where it was clear that the talent wasn't there. Ah, oh, Paxton, 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 Paxton. A legal block by the return team. The touchdown's going to be taken off the board, but it was still an interception. So Paxton Lynch, you damn scrub. You went from a first-round pick to becoming the only human in history to have been benched in the NFL, CFL, USFL, and now the XFL. It was a good idea to complete college and get your degree because the next team you're playing for is Indeed.com. Put your motherfucking head back down. Get off the field. Pick up a resume and go into the workforce. Plus eight, 25-yard field goal for the Renegades, and they take the lead. Is anybody protecting AJ McCarron? Nobody's blocking. I guess not. Final play of the third quarter for the Sea Dragons, having lost all their momentum after leading by 10. Holy shit! Oh. You call that a beer belly? You call that a beer belly? That ain't no beer belly. That's a fuel tank for a whoop-ass machine. And I'm about to open up a can on your ass right now. Went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Because I was just going to sit around for a couple hours. I was going to drink all night long. The human. What? 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 No. When I try to tell you, bring the effort to the XFL. The energy, the likability of the teams, the only way it's going to benefit is the fans. 
the only way the XFL is going to benefit is because of the fans. The fans will make this league. And yes, it's kind of giving a frat vibe. But look at this again. The energy is there. The energy is there. It's a fuel tank for a whoop-ass machine, and I'm about to open up a can on your ass right now. Went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. What? More specifically, vodka. What? Whiskey. What? Beer. What? Tequila. What? More beer. What? More vodka. What? More whiskey. What? And more beer. Because I was just going to sit around for a couple hours. I was going to drink all night long. The human on the hunt again as Ben DiCucci's passes Yoink. intercepted again. Michael Joseph with his second pick of the day, and he's going to take it inside Sea Dragon territory. I'm telling you, look at the defenders. Week one, you can clearly see the talent level from each team. And week one is my favorite to win it all. Just look at the talent. It's not going to take a rocket sciences to see what I see. It's not going to take one. And DC defends their momentum as King takes it into the end zone for the. Did you see that? Did you see it? The King is coming in as a backup. Call it what it is. He's coming in as a backup and is basically annihilating them on the ground. He's annihilating them on the ground. And I can appreciate it. Jordan Tamu came in, did his thing. There's nothing, nothing else much to say. The score and the defenders have their first lead of the day. It took over three quarters, but finally, San Antonio finds the end zone. We have our very first touchdown of this game. But once again, the Texas would come out for San Antonio as they failed to convert on the extra point. 33 yard. The only thing with this is how in the world does Texas have three teams San Antonio, Arlington, and Houston? Now, what I want to see in the XFL is a little diversity. Those cities that don't have teams like Seattle, I know you're hoping for a team to come back. Oh, I'm sorry, not Seattle. <laughs> What's wrong with my mind? I said Seattle. But no, like a Montana, a Delaware. Come on now, a New Mexico. Come on now, a Portland, Oregon. Come on now. I know it's football fans everywhere. Uh, Alabama? You don't think the state of Alabama will want a pro football team, you're asleep. You're asleep if you don't think Alabama will want a pro football team. 
I see expansion in the XFL coming. I see it coming. I see it coming. Attempt for the Roughnecks through the uprights, and it's good. 43-yard attempt for the Battle Hawks. The kick sailing wide to the left. Wasn't even close. Week one. I have to tell my co-host this. I don't know if he's listening, but I have to tell him. St. Louis probably has all the support in the world for the Renegades, but the team built in this first season is not looking too hot. <laughs> and that's just simply what it is. They're not looking too hot. Oh, get him off the field. They getting cooked. Heinz Ward having the time of his life. Heinz Ward back in San Antonio with the black and gold. And that's one thing I can appreciate. It's so many players that want to get into coaching, but they probably don't have the relationships that they thought they could, or they're not willing to do the grind work. They're not willing to hold clipboards and wait for their opportunities because they were such great players at one point. So use that name recognition like Dion's doing, like he did at Jackson State. Now he's at Colorado. Use that name recognition in the XFL. Now, I don't want to call for drama. I don't want to call for these things, but the XFL needs to do a better job at promotion. They're on ESPN. They're on ABC. But who are the players? The XFL needs to do a better job at promoting the players because, quite frankly, the average person don't know the players. It's hard to see football players with their helmets on if we don't know who they are. So the limitation to social media, the limitations that they have in these other leagues where players can't actually be real people, the XFL needs to take the opposite approach. The XFL needs to actually lean into the players' personalities. Not like reality shows, but more of like a hard knocks field. Get us to believe in who these players are. That is what's going to benefit the XFL. Coaches' lives, players' lives, that people in the XFL need to know that, hey, you may have a sense of privacy in these other leagues, and the only time you get heard of is, oh, this person got arrested today, blah, 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 blah. The XFL is not like that. Your brand is your name. This isn't college. You can't get the NIL, but, hey, you're making a name for yourself. So when you go back home, you're going to appreciate saying, hey, yeah, I don't play in the NFL. I play in the XFL. We need to get more name recognition. No way they lose this game, right? Third and seven for Tamu looking over the middle. He's got a man. But he plays for the other team. Pass intercepted by Seattle. Finally, momentum swings in their favor. Paxton Lynch is sent to the bench. Insert Quinton Dormatty looking towards his left. Got his man wide open. Touchdown, Orlando. The Guardians offense was being guarded by the shit play of Paxton Lynch. And they find the end zone immediately. And they're going to carry that momentum into the three-point extra point. But, of course, it was incomplete. Luis Perez backed up in his own end zone. Remember when he threw a pick six? Oh, fucking do it again. Okay. Pass intercepted once more, and they're back in McDonald's. Can I get a McPixie? 
Las Vegas sucks in this bitch. Two pick sixes in the second half, and they lost a 14-3 lead. The Renegades with 19 unanswered points and only four minutes left to play. Houston, we don't have a problem because it appears that Jeffrey Dahmer necrophilia challenge is beginning out for the Roughnecks because Orlando may be dead. But somehow they're still getting fucked. 48-yard field goal for San Antonio. It's booted through the uprights, and it's good. Three minutes left to play. Two-score lead. Fourth and eight for Ben DiCucci. Looking towards his right. Turnover on down. The Guardians trying to stop the necrophilia, but there's absolutely no protection for Quinton. A first down ends this game for D.C., but he's failing to convert as he's participating in the Frank Costanza Challenge. Two minutes left to play for the Guardians. Desperately need a first down. Pass intercepted again. The Roughnecks continue the oral necrophilia, and it's returned inside the 10. Hit the like button and make sure to subscribe. Also, follow me on all social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Chiseled Adonis. Make sure you get your fix of all Chiseled Adonis content. Under two minutes left to play, here comes A.J. McCarron, three-time national champion, looking to pull off an improbable comeback for the Battlehawks. Launches it down the left side of the field, got his man, first down inside the 20. 90 seconds left on the clock, three plays later, McCarron looking towards his right, got his man in the end zone, touchdown St. Louis. But A.J.'s not done, they decide to go for three, rifles it over the middle, got his man in the end. Now, A.J., I have to stand corrected. The way you threw that brawl, I can't be mad at it. My boy. You wasn't known for having a rocket arm, but you threaded that needle, and I, I can appreciate that. In zone three-point game. Why run the clock out when the necrophilia can continue even when you're using your feet? Houston leads 33 to 12. Keep in mind in the XFL, they ain't no onside kicks. Their variation would be a conversion on a fourth and 15 from the 25 to keep the football. H okay, see, that's one thing I, I can't get with. Bring, bring the onside kicks back. But don't make it to where how the NFL is now. Bring the onside kick to where it benefits the kicker to actually have a chance to recover an onside kick. Don't just completely get rid of kicking. Because I get it. The money is where the offense is. The money is where the scoring is. Back and forth, high power. But the talent isn't going to give that every time. So then you're going to get more plays where it looks like people are tired, where it looks like trash is being done. It looks like they're just trying to chuck something. It doesn't, it doesn't give that all. Don't just get rid of kicking for the sake of just more offense because it's going to backfire to realize, oh, these players can't continuously do this over and over and over again. We have something new to trick the brain and say, hey, kicking is something. Like, give us kicking. Jay McCarron stays on the field, launches it towards his right. He's got his man. Look at that. You get rid of kicking and then what? There is no way 
that AJ McCarron should be able to weave his way out of the pocket like that. No way. There is no way he should be able to move out of the pocket so easily. Looking like he's Vic in 03, like there is no way he should be able to move out of the pocket with such ease. 25 to keep the football. A.J. McCarron stays on the field, launches it towards his right. He's got his man. First down, Battlehawks. McCarron cooking with fresh grease. First and 10, pass sales incomplete, but there's laundry on the field. Roughing the passer on the defense. Me that was clear. That was clear. That was just dumb on the defense, but that was a clear pass interference call. Meanwhile, for the human pussy, Ben DiCucci takes the snap. Fourth and nine, under a minute left to play. Extending the play, looking towards his right. Got his man at the 15 for the first. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Certain players that you're just happy to see again. And Josh Gordon is one of them. Josh Gordon's. Josh Gordon. I'm going to keep saying his name. Because I'm liking what I'm seeing. So instead of people like, oh, the off-field antics and this and that. XFL needs to blend into it. Lean into it, XFL. Let the players be them and have a personality and do their thing. First down, still trailing by eight. Following the two pick sixes, Luis Perez allergic to holding on to the football but finds his man at the 30. Now in San Antonio territory following the penalty, A.J. McCarron dumps it off. Convoy of bodies out in front. Huge first down for the Battlehawks to the 16. Under 30 seconds left to play for the Sea Dragons. Here comes Ben DiCucci trying to run into the end zone, but he's got me. Shut up, fingers. Fumbles on the play, scooped up by the defenders. And the defenders defend their end zone, take the football away from the Sea Dragons, and come back from 10 down to win in week one. As DiCucci keeps the Seattle tradition alive, failing at the goal line. Pepperidge Farm remembers. But Pepperidge Farm ain't just going to keep it to Pepperidge Farm self free of charge. 20 seconds left to go. A.J. McCarron takes the snap over the middle. Got his man in the end zone. Touchdown, Battlehawks. They take the lead. Yes. 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 There wasn't even laundry on the field. The official just wanted the fans to know that's a touchdown. And San Antonio's choking. 15 seconds left to play for the Vipers. Perez dumps it off. He's got his man. Races into the end zone. Touchdown. They score and cut the deficit down to two. And rather than go for the win, they try to force overtime. Two-point conversion. Perez can't escape the rush. He's taken down for the sack. Again, the two-point conversion was a failure. And it's a fat man who takes him down for the sack.
with the game out of reach. Orlando hoping they could step on a game breaker, but they're still cooking apple turnovers as the necrophilias complete. The vigorous fellatio conolingus analingus oral sexes walk away with the victory in Houston. San Antonio got one last chance out of timeouts. 12 seconds left of play. They're going to be sacked and they're out of timeouts. This game is over. They blew a 12-point lead in under 90 seconds and the Battle Hawks walk into Texas and walk out with a victory with the biggest comeback in XFL opening week history. Coach! You're my favorite Pittsburgh Steeler of all time. You should be in the Hall of Fame, Heinz Ward. But now, you know the media is what have you done for me lately. And your last memory is not catching touchdowns in Super Bowls. It's blowing leads in the XFL. You let Steeler Nation down. You let the San Antonio Brahmas down. It's time for you to put your motherfucking head back down and get off the field, you choke artist. Wouldn't let that shit happen to me, though. Last chance for the Vipers. They need to convert on the 4th and 15. But Luis Perez's pass is broken up, and they choke in the second half with two pick sixes as the Las Vegas Vipers would join the Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, and Seattle Sea Dragons in taking out their Metro car.